because I know it can't run my life. I know this can't run my life. And I do know that at some point, I don't know when, but at some point, I would like to think that none of us will be wearing masks. Welcome to Black Girl Voices, a podcast created to cultivate change through conversation, community, and education while centering, uplifting, and amplifying the voices of Black women, girls, and femmes. Here we will talk about everything from trending topics to Black history to our own personal experiences as Black women. It's like a coffee chat with your best girlfriends. We will laugh, cry, keep it real, and most importantly, get uncomfortable. We are your hosts, Siobhan Montgomery Haynes and Caroline J. Sumlin. Come on in, girl. We have a lot to talk about. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Black Girl Voices. I'm Siobhan Montgomery Haynes. And I'm Caroline J. Sumlin. And today we are talking about the fact that we just entered or crossed over or hit the two year anniversary mark of the COVID-19 pandemic, um, Mm. which feels like one big, long year. I was, I mean, I was like, (laughs) I was, I was contemplating just adding some uh, choice words in there, but I just decided to keep it all of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's weird because when I first realized it was like two years, I was like, oh, just two years. Because in what in 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 on one hand it feels like it's been much longer, at least three, oh, yeah, or yeah. more, and then on the other hand it feels like it, you know, no time has passed, and like we're still in that first 2020 leg of the pandemic. So, um, mm-hmm. all that being said, uh, we we figured this was a good op- opportunity to kind of talk about how we are feeling two years into the pandemic. Um, how the pandemic continues to affect the black and brown community at a higher rate than the white community, Um, how things are looking now. Just, it's just, it's just one of those things where yes, the pandemic is talked about all the time and, and some people are ready to move on, but at at the same time, um, we need space to still recognize and and acknowledge the fact that this is still a very real thing that we're living through every single day. And even though there's pressure to kind of pretend like it doesn't exist or just to normalize it, it's still not normal. It's still a pandemic and, and it still deserves space to be talked about, especially two years into this thing. So all that said, Siobhan, um, how are you feeling two years into the pandemic? Um, well, I kind of feel now Right now, I just kind of feel like we're all kind of just walking through assimilation, kind of like pretending that this thing doesn't exist um, anymore. And, you know, that's not to say that, you know, people care more or less about it. I just think that it's starting to become what I feared it would become normalized. Like it's, it's starting to be normal to see people walking around with masks, you know, where, where it was such a weird thing to navigate walking through a store and not seeing smiles or, or, you know, now I, I don't think twice about, uh, smiling under my mask. Like I used to feel so stupid when I would smile at a stranger under my mask or like little things like that. It's starting to feel normalized, which in a sense feels very scary to me. Um, my anxiety around COVID obviously has, 
lessened some since actually getting COVID and having it. Um, because I think for me, the anxiety around catching COVID and it, despite us doing everything we needed to do and, and, and protecting ourselves and getting the shots and boosting ourselves, I think the anxiety um, around just catching it was so high um, that it almost had me more afraid of, the anxiety was almost worse than COVID itself and not to lessen COVID in any way. I don't want anyone listening to be like, oh, you know, she doesn't think it's serious. It's very serious. I'm just, I, I don't think that we hold enough space or we talk enough about how much anxiety this thing has left us all with. Like, I know a lot of us talk about like the mental health piece, like the depression and, you know, how we're alone or how we miss physical touch or things like that. But the anxiety is very, very high around it. And even if it's not like COVID itself, it's like the anxiety of like mass, no mass, people looking at me, people like, like right now I'm in, I'm currently in South Carolina temporarily with some family and people aren't really wearing masks here. So when we're walking around in public with masks, we like looking at us, like what the hell, you know what I mean? Like we're freaks, like what the hell? Like, you know what I mean? Like there's those crazy COVID believers, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, and no one said that to me, but that's, we, we get weird, crazy looks. So, you know, there's anxiety surrounding even wearing masks now. So yeah, the anxiety has been the worst part. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking just before you said that. I was like, I went to an event today for um, homeschoolers. I brought my kids to this party and we were the only ones wearing masks. And, um, you know, last time we were there, masks were mandated. And now masks are no longer mandated at all in any of the counties surrounding areas that we that we um, frequent. So um if you're wearing a mask, you're like definitely in the minority. It's weird because I see a lot more of them still in the grocery stores. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I'm definitely still seeing masks in the grocery stores and all of the businesses here are still wearing them. So if you, if you're someone who works in the grocery store, for example, or you work in um, the doctor's office or obviously doctor's offices, but like if you work in whatever, just insert business here, the coffee shop, even like everyone's still wearing masks that are employees. I, and I know that those are um, decisions that have been left up to those establishments and they, for whatever reason, have decided to continue wearing the masks, but civilians, people, customers, whatever, um, mm-hmm. have the personal choice and it's definitely lessening um, in all public spaces, but then especially like you know, like I said, like at that event, especially when you're around a lot of homeschool families don't believe in that stuff anyway. Um, so that's kind of like a weird, it's weird to be the homeschool family and you, and everyone, you know, homeschools because of all this quote unquote freedom and they don't believe in masks and they don't want their kids in masks and this, that, and the other, that's why they homeschool. So then here we come to homeschool events and we're the only ones masked or, um, we go to the park and, um, me and another friend, Um, and and her daughter and she's very pro mask as well and she's immunocompromised to the point of like it would affect her affect her very seriously if she was to get COVID and so like we're very serious about wearing masks and we are the only ones at the park wearing masks and then other kids want to like come play with our kids and it's like we want we don't want to like 
you know, be snooty or restrict or anything else. But then I'm right, always right. can't help but thinking like, okay, but where has this kid been? And it's not even just about COVID. Like I've, I honestly was always like this when it comes to sickness. Like I hate when my kids get sick. If you follow me on Instagram, that is, that is literally no surprise to you. I have the worst anxiety around my kids getting sick in general, because it always sucks. It's always severe. It's mm-hmm. always takes us out of, out of, out of pocket for a month. It's always a thing. And I, I've always, always had anxiety around them getting sick, myself getting sick, my husband getting sick, especially like, it's just something that I've struggled with for years outside of COVID. I don't even, even before I became a mom, if I got sick and just had a cold, I had anxiety about myself getting sick, not because I thought I was going to be severely ill, but just because of life slowing down, life stopping responsibilities, things like that. So it's something that I know I have to work on. And I know like being sick is a part of life and I shouldn't fear it. But also I know how miserable it makes me and my family when we're sick. Now we haven't caught COVID, you know, we've had other viruses throughout the pandemic that have, you know, entered into our household. Um, and then of course there's the whole illness that comes when you get the actual vaccine that, that was fun, but oh gosh, um, yes. <laughs> you know, it, that all of those experiences in and of themselves make me just, just as more anxious to catch COVID because I can't, I always think like, oh my gosh, like if it, if we were to catch COVID, like I can't imagine how, how awful that would be. And I just, it's terrifies me still. So I'm kind of like in that camp of, you know, we've never caught COVID. So we have the anxiety about catching COVID. We're still wearing masks everywhere. I'm vaxxed and boosted, but you know, obviously my kids aren't. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's still a tough place to be in. And and, and another thing is like, I'm also exhausted by it though, too. Like on the one hand, like I want, I want to be free. Like I, I want to like wear lipstick again. And, and like, I was texting a friend earlier today about like a highlighter by the makeup company we use. And she was like, Oh girl, like you should get the highlight. It's so cute. And I was like, girl, I have it, but it's in my drawer. Like I don't use it because I'm always wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. So there's no point of putting on the highlighter. So like, I miss things like that. And just being able to just be a normal human. Um, but whenever I think about the consequences and the risks of that one time I choose not to wear a mask and that could be the time, then I, I get anxious. You know, it's, it's, a ah, oh, I hate it. I hate it. I'm I will it. say that the anxiety, my anxiety around catching COVID was so bad that, and this probably sounds so weird, but I was almost relieved to finally catch COVID. Like it, I was just so worried about like, and I mean, again, I don't, I'm, I'm not really, I'm kind of unsure how we got it. I mean, it happens, you know, whatever it I'm happy that we've moved on from it and that we, you know, we didn't suffer much. Um, so, you know, just thank God for that. But I was, I was just almost relieved just to catch COVID just so I could stop worrying about every little sneeze I had, every headache I had, every, I mean, every ache, every time that a, a cough lasted longer than a day, I was like, oh my gosh, what if I have COVID? And I, I mean, I was also tired of buying damn tests too. Like yeah. I was going through tests, like back when you're trying to conceive and you're going through ovulation tests. Like I was, that's how much COVID tests we were going through. Um, so there was but, like a little bit of a relief there too. But I guess I also feel like because we know you can catch COVID again. Like yeah, COVID yeah. is not something that if you catch it, you're done. No, so right. I feel like, I don't know. I've never had it, but like, don't you ever feel like, okay, well, just because I had it doesn't mean I can't catch it again. So you might still have that anxiety of like, 
if another sneeze or another cough or another sore throat comes on that it could just be another round of COVID? So I think right now I'm like kind of like just laying in the realm of that 90 day immune relief like I think I've just kind of tried to tell myself okay let's just enjoy these like 90 days Mm -hmm. that we have that we know we can't catch COVID Mm -hmm. and let's just focus on some other things because it really was like running my life I have a friend who's a doctor and I was texting her so frequent like just all the time like every little thing like hey do you think such and such have you seen much of this going around you know what I mean so I I feel like I'm just trying to because I know it can't run my life. I know this can't run my life. And I do know that at some point, I don't know when, but at some point I would like to think that none of us will be wearing masks. You know what I mean? And um, I just, it's hard for me to even think about moving on to that step when I can't even breathe right now, just from just the thought of, you know, COVID anxiety. Yeah. I feel like I feel like the world is going to, I feel like what we're seeing now with like masks kind of like coming off, I don't know if it's just because like, it's so hard, right? Because like, sure, you know, cases are going down and, I, and what they're predicting now is that, you know, COVID will become like a winter illness, much like we see flu, we see RSV, we see, excuse me, we see all those things. We're going to enter COVID season mm-hmm. as well. And so, um, you know, I think, I think we will continue to see the, the trend of go up and down because we know that a lot of viruses can't survive or don't survive as well when the weather is warmer. So that's why right. we see those trends. Um, although there are summer viruses and COVID never completely went away in the summertime. No, it may have gone was, down a little bit, but I didn't right. like, totally <laughs> go away. COVID was chilling. And it's, it's another thing where it's like, did it go down because people were forced to wear masks. So finally Mm -hmm. things slow down and then you take the masks back off and then things pick up again. And that's what I feel like has been happening. Like we rush to take everything off. We rush to cancel it all because we're so desperate for the normal or we're so desperate because people want their autonomy or whatever, which I, I understand that to a degree. On the other hand, it's like, the consequence of that is that the cases are going to go back up again. Like the virus is not going anywhere. And it's, and as I was speaking to my friend earlier, you know, it's like, if you have on a mask and the other person doesn't have on a mask, it's not really effective because that per like, if they have the virus, it's now out in the air. They're not keeping it in the mask. So your mask mm-hmm. is only going to protect you a little bit, but it's not going to protect you as much if they had a mask on too. So it's right, still right. like, it's, it's so frustrating because I don't know. I just feel like that cases go down because the masks were on and right. then now we rush to take them off and now cases are going to go back up and we're going to keep seeing this trend. And so it just makes me wonder, well, are we going to keep doing that? Are authorities going to suggest to put the masks back on when the cases go up or are they going to get tired of this roller coaster and say, do you boo, whatever you want to do and just deal with the fact that cases are going to be high. And this is a virus that lives in our lives and is going to be deadlier than the flu. But like, what can we really do? Because we've made a vaccine available. There's masks available. If you want to wear it, you can wear it, but we're not going to force you because we can't anymore because it's America and then go on about your life. And then I feel like that's what we're headed into. Um, Yeah. But I, no, it's, I agree. It's just frustrating because, like, I think about, you know, 
I think about like another friend of mine whose son is severely immunocompromised. He's a baby. He um, had a liver transplant. So he's very, very immunocompromised. Mm. You know, I think about, like I said, my friend who's that you just don't know who's walking around with diseases and in things that makes them severely, you know, compromised. And it's, it's like, people think, okay, well, they can wear a mask. Yeah. But like, I need to wear a mask too, to protect them. And it just bothers me because I just feel like, I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I, I, it's like, whenever I, feel like I think there's about no my clear own, answer. There's no you know clear I mean? answer. It's just no like, I think answer. about my own discomfort and I'm like, but I can't think about my discomfort when my discomfort is minimal in comparison to oh, that yeah. mom who's terrified to take her baby outdoors because her, right. because he's sick, you know? So it's just, ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's, there's, I feel, uh, yeah, there's, there's no clear, um, no clear answer or no clear solution but I do feel like like when you were saying like do we think that the government will go back to like wearing masks when cases go up I don't actually I think um we have raised enough or I, I shouldn't say we but there have been enough Americans that have raised enough hell about this whole my body my choice business and um which is very hypocritical, by the way, since oh, we sure. pick and choose. Mm-hmm, but, you know, mm-hmm. I just had to add that. But anyway, um, there've been enough of that. There's people who are literally like boycotting, which affects the 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 economy. And 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 if the economy is in any shape or form affected, then the government's going to give us free will to do whatever. You know what, oh, what yeah. I mean? Um, and and so I just feel like it's that, that's kind of where it's headed. I know. Um, right before we were getting ready to move to DC there was vaccine mandates to be able to like eat in certain restaurants like you had to show proof of vaccine mm-hmm. um which I I mean I even thought okay you know that might be a little extensive mm-hmm. and I believe in vaccines like I you know I mm-hmm. I'm vac- vaccinated myself but I know they've they lifted that and I thought that was okay. Like I was like, okay, like we're moving in the right direction, but now I guess masks are being going to be lifted too. I, I'm not sure about in the DC area. Um, but yeah, I, I think we rushed it a little bit with the mask, like the vaccine thing. I, I can see, I try to see things from, from both perspectives. Do I think vac- um, vaccines are great? Do I think we should go get vaccinated and protect all the people we can protect absolutely but do I think that we can like mandate if somebody can go sit in the restaurant and eh, I think you know what I mean I we're pushing it a little bit yeah I agree however I agree yeah with that. Mm-hmm. I I mean when I heard that myself I was like eh, okay but now when they when we start talking about the mask thing I'm like okay well like you can wear a mask, you know, you don't have to get vaccinated, but you can wear a mask. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, there's no clear answer, but I just know that the government is not going to do what's right for the American people. The government's going to do what is going to best suit the economy and what's going to make people most comfortable to spend their dollars. Mm-hmm. And that's right. really unfortunate. I mean, it's, it's a catch 22 though, right? Because on the one hand, economy affects us all as well. If people aren't spending money, then, you know, inflation or job loss, and that still does affect everybody. So while I know that there's like a lot of like frustration with capitalism and I'm right there, I'm I'm right there. Like, believe me, I'm researching it. There's capitalism, the way that America does capitalism, especially in the modern day sucks. But at the same time, you need an economy. 
you need yeah you see right absolutely. now with inflation with gas prices soaring um <laughs> rent prices all of it <laughs> that Gosh. you know and like like I'm 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 really feeling it like I'm really struggling right now with this stupid inflation and so mm-hmm. um it is important to keep the con- the economy humming because we need people to people need money like that there's no other way around that um but, but if we there kill needs them to all, be, then right? But work. exactly. But that still can't be more important than life, mm-hmm. and we need to find a way to do both. That there, there right. we have to, we have to, and it's not going to be perfect. But we have to find a way to do both. So th- that being said, you know, I, I also agree with you about the vaccine mandates. I believe that vaccines should be mandated in certain professions. Like, yeah, th- there should be a hospital. No if ands or buts about it. If you work in a profession that is in service to other people. And those people, your your forward facing or people facing is like you said, hospitals, schools, um, even I I would honestly vouch for public transportation, like things like that. You know what I'm saying? Like where you are in constant contact with other people, especially with and that protects yourself as well. Like I I definitely yeah. think vaccines should be mandated. And it frustrates me that there is an uproar about things like that in certain sectors. Like there was a story that was going around about like this this patient that couldn't get a transplant because he didn't, he opted out of his COVID vaccine, but that's no different than any other vaccine. That the truth is vaccines are mandated mm-hmm. for certain things. They mandate you to have vaccines yeah. for any procedure that they yeah. feel like it's necessary because of the way that it puts your body at risk. Or when you are a teacher, like I couldn't become a teacher until I had my tetanus shot. Like yeah. you, you weren't over here thinking I'm not going to get my tetanus shot. God dang it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like right. you're over here, they like I'm going to get my tetanus shot. I, that's <laughs> what I'm going to do. And you had to get like a tuberculosis, like TV, uh, they have yep. the TV, whatever, like do the little sample on you or whatever. So you, you go through and you get the things you're supposed to do, you know? Um, and obviously like, if that's not something that you align with and you're in a place of privilege to be able to think like that, because most people that have the ability to, to, pick and choose what vaccines they want or don't want or not going to vaccinate their children they also have the privilege and the finances and the resources to be able to see all the naturopathic doctors in the world and homeschool their kids and live on a homestead and that's great do you then those aren't the professions for you but if you're going to go into a profession where you are going to be serving vulnerable people then you better you better vaccinate and and then also certain places you you need to wear the mask you gotta i i i understand like this i understand the the um the difficulty with school in a, a little bit, and I guess I can explain it in a minute, but like even in a hospital setting or in a public transportation setting or even certain businesses and things like that, like, again, you, you got to wear the mask because you just never know like who you could be serving on the other end of your desk who right. ha- who themselves is immunocompromised or ha- is going home to immunocompromised person. And I think that's common courtesy, not just for COVID, but like I said, for all the viruses that if that person catches the flu, if they catch pneumonia, if they catch whatever, it's going to literally, it could very well kill them. And I think we need to have that mindset about every virus. I mean, think about all the kids out there that go to the hospital every year with RSV and don't come back home. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Because people want to, oh, I can touch your baby or, oh, I can do this or, oh, I can send my baby to daycare. It's fine. It's just a sniffle. Like, no, it's a common courtesy around all these things. We should have that same mentality about these viruses not living in fear but living in a place of courtesy and that doesn't mean you have to have your mask on all the time no 
But if there's certain venues and areas where you should have a mask on because you could be coming in contact with people, like if you're going to ride the Metro or whatever, and you need to have that mask on, I think absolutely. You know, that's no. that's where I'm at with it. And it's it's funny you said that because I was going to say, I, I don't think doing away with masks in all areas is necessarily a smart thing. I personally feel good about being at the airport in a mask I think we yes oh the that. airport that's I where don't I was forgetting yes the airport know why always be mandated we have to do away with it and I will say um I see a lot of people from other um of 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 oh gosh I want to make sure I say this right I see a lot of people from or I guess going to international travel, I will say, um, because mm-hmm. I don't know where they're from or where they live, but they wear masks before COVID was a thing. They wear mm-hmm. masks yes. every time they travel. Because the airplane is nasty. The airplane is. is nasty. And it doesn't matter how it much you wipe it down. ground for disgustingness. You are literally breathing recycled air once that plane closes its doors. <sighs> and that's oh. just what it is. You know what I mean? And so I don't know why no, we can't keep mask in air in um in in airports also grocery stores i think we should keep masks and we should keep the six feet rule things on the yeah, ground because yeah. a you're why food that other people are yes. consuming yes and like i thinking back to it now i'm thinking about all the times like i mean it's already nasty enough which is why you know you wash your produce but like thinking of all the people who touch and and you know grow up the fruit and all those things but Think about the people who are like breathing all over it too. You know what I mean? So now at least you have the mask to like kind of protect you with the food. I just think that masks aren't necessarily the devil. Like I know that. You would, you would think that the way that we, that the way that viral cases went down in general, when the, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, COVID was high, but like the flu went down, like all these things, because when you went inside Target, they had, and they still do the hand sanitizing stations. They were sanitizing the carts. Why do we do like store the sanitizing the with that. carts? Why are we still not yes. doing that? They exactly. were literally, they had a whole, the only place that still does that is mom's organic market. They still sanitize your carts for you, but Costco. everywhere else, I'm just like, why are we not sanitizing the carts anymore? And I know that you can sanitize your own cart. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that like, no, but also not that de- creating a job for someone as well. It definitely creates you know a job I mean? for somebody. You're, you're absolutely right about that. But it, you know, it, it, it just ensures that it's that it properly done. It's a great system, you know, things like that. I don't think that they're getting away with like the getting, I hope they're not doing away with the plexiglass. I think that like the plexiglass yeah, is important like that. Right. You know, I know we can't live in fear of viruses, like I said, but I think that making some of those adjustments is good all around because we yeah. all know it sucks when you get sick, regardless of if it's a cold or COVID, it's going to suck, you know, and right. it's not avoidable. But I also think that like as a whole, as a population, we we're doing a lot of nasty stuff out there that we needed to like, come on, like all this, all this publicing that we're doing is nasty. And we, right, we could, if right. we could just bring it down a little bit and lessen some of our risk and maybe cut our viral illnesses in half per year, I think right. we'd all benefit flu, from that. Even just the flu, like the flu still kills people too. Right. That's you what I'm what saying. I mean? like, like, whether it's a cold or COVID flu, pneumonia, right. RSV, shoot I mean the times that the fact that I've had to rush both of my kids to urgent care or the hospital for croup like oh we don't need none mm-hmm. of that up in here um right. you know so I think I think yeah I think we're, we're we're both in agreement with that but we don't run the country so unfortunately, unfortunately. <laughs> we are probably going to be in the minority with this one and that's that's the hard part 
that's, that is the hard part. Yeah. Um, and you know, to know that, 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 that we can't take something from this and so we can't find a middle ground to be like, you know, you know, certain public venues and things like that. Like, you know, if you're, if you don't want to wear a mask or you don't want to vaccinate, whatever, like you don't have to be vaccinated to go to a store, go to a restaurant, do, you know, do those kinds of things, have fun, go to a game. I don't think you need to be vaccinated for any of those right. things. It's, it has it's nothing to do risk. with your profession. Right. It's your risk. It's your choice, whatever. Um, but I think there's a lot of things that we could take from it. And, you know, unfortunately we're probably going to live in this world of just, you know, never having a mask mandate, only having a mask recommendation and kind of just, you know, again, do you with you, with your own body. And I guess at the end of the day, that's kind of been how the United States has been. I mean, the same way with the flu shot, you don't have to get the flu shot. We don't, you know, it's not as deadly as COVID. We know that there's, there's the flu is not like COVID. And so we can't compare the two. It is, right. it is the closest thing we have to compare to it, but the effects of COVID and the neurological effects that a lot of people have been experiencing the long-term COVID, long all of term, that stuff yeah. is nowhere near what the flu can do to you. But at the same time, it's still a, it's a, it's a, excuse me, it's a recommended vaccination, but it's still a, your choice. And that's all that we can, we can really do about that so it's I think at some point we are gonna have to just be like just kind of let go of the fact that like okay whatever other people want to do that's on them and all we can do I think that's where we have to get yeah that's where or 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 me specifically I know that's where I have to get we have to get to a place where we can learn to yeah I mean and and this I mean this is a challenge even for me but I I know like I have to get to a place where I can just learn to respect other people's decisions Mm -hmm. on how they choose to handle it without judgment and -hmm. just learn to just love people where they're at. Right. And it's really hard because, you know, your first judgment, I mean, your first judgment, your first instinct is to want to be like, well, they're so selfish. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But we just have to learn to just start to love people where, where they're at. Because I mean, I even think about like, we're talking about how this has affected us, but I know like children, school school age excuse me mm-hmm. school age children um particularly middle school high school have been affected greatly by this like absolutely like i i know like you know wearing mask is 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 great it's a great preventative measure but in a way it is sad not to see your friends smiling faces and, and oh, their yeah. laughs and your hugs in the hallways and the high fives and the you know all the just the intimacy of friendship in those pivotal years I mean I that part has really made me sad I I would say it's the same for all ages I mean my kids do a great job keeping their mask on and for them it's it's like it's become a norm Mm -hmm. um you know but on the other hand like I definitely feel bad like I know you know that's that shouldn't have to be a norm in childhood you know but on the other hand I'm also kind of like their mask but yeah right but on the other hand I'm kind of like you know and I know there's a lot of advocates out there like there's speech language pathologists especially the crunchy ones that are that you know are um huge advocates for kids young not wearing masks because that it it it, it impacts the way that they develop speech and I I can understand that because of understanding they need to see the mouth you see your mouth they need to understand social cues things that adults already have that kids are developing a mask hinders that in their development so I can understand why it is something that a lot of people 
don't like young people, younger, the, our younger kids, five and under, yeah. um, or really all of them to, to have to endure, you know what I'm saying? Um, but on the other hand, it's frustrating because their bodies are vulnerable. And mm-hmm. when I think about even the times before COVID, when I, when I, uh, my oldest daughter used, was in daycare, when I was still teaching full-time and I would drop her off and I would just literally drop her off into the room of germs. And, and we get told like, oh, like it's just a normal part of preschool. I'm like, it was not normal for my child to be, to be sick every single week. That was because there were careless parents out there and not good regulations for sickness in the building because their, yeah. their rules were crap to the point where it was unhealthy for her to be there because of how often she was getting sick. So I think that it's like, if we want our children to be free of the masks and have more of that normalized life, and really this is for all of us, then we, what we really need to do is get to the root of some of the issues in American society that make it so that, that people feel like they can't abide like they can't take a freaking sick day like Paid think about family leave. right exactly like think i mean think about the fact that in the beginning of this episode i talked about that i've had anxiety about being sick since before i became a parent i mm-hmm. shouldn't have had that anxiety like that shouldn't have been a problem but i've had that anxiety since i was a teenager because yeah. my fear of missing school my fear of not being there to get the notes to take the test to to get the good yeah. grade i'm going to miss something everything's going to be bad so i'm coming to school and sneezing and snotting all over everybody with yeah. all these tissues in my pocket and oh, that cuz how many times normal. were we told if you're not throwing up you need to be going to school you need to be going to if school if you're not that's on fire disgusting <laughs> and to not to mention school. like you know as a like it wasn't easy for my mom to take off work she's a single mom she's yeah she teaches herself so like oftentimes I was going to school because she couldn't take off work like that's not okay so we've created right. that's where capitalism sucks they've created this yeah. culture of profit over people and as a result you know parents trying to go to work parents trying to juggle it all will literally take their child's temperature in the morning and it could be 100.2 but if it's not 100.4 they're gonna send their child to school come on mm-hmm. now it's terrible. No. It, we, and I, I can say I've, I've, I've been there as a single mom. Like mm-hmm. I needed to go to work too, because missing, missing just that one night of work, especially when, I, you know, I was working three different jobs. So like one might be hourly, but you know, I'm working uh, one job waiting tables. And so missing that one night of work could be very pivotal for me being able to pay daycare. Right. And that's, you know that's, I mean? that's, that's the fault of the system. Yeah, absolutely. There, there should be, there should definitely be not unlimited, but much more sick time for and support for, um, fam- no matter what job you work, no matter minimum wage, waiting tables, right. corporate, it doesn't matter. There, there should never, right. ever, ever, ever be a problem with taking off when you're sick. And I, I understand like, you know, there's, there's the fear of abuse of the system there. You can regulate some things. Okay. There, yeah. There's definitely ways to regulate and prove an illness if need be, you know. But you know what's um, so crazy to me? People are so fearful of middle class and lower class people abusing a system, but rich people, the one percenters, are the biggest abusers of our system. Oh, for sure. That's I'm not. Ta- I wasn't talking about middle and lower class. I'm just saying. In oh no, general, I'm just no. That, that's what I mean. You know that we can't use that fear of people abusing the system as an ex- as a yeah. reason not to give out this basic human right to be able to keep your butt at home if you're sick because that slows the economy that's going to slow the whole job it slows down. everybody down it slows everybody else down too 
So it's, it's that, that's really where it is. So, you know, getting back to our kids, right? Like they're, they're now we, we should have already had ways to make some virtual options available. Not, not that oh, kids should yeah. be in sick with, when they're um, virtually, when they're, when, excuse me, in school virtually when they're sick, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that there's a few more elements of support. So like if you do have mm-hmm. to miss an extended amount of days, like you have the flu or you have COVID or something big and you have to be out for two weeks and then it doesn't mm-hmm. set you back so much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you are feeling well enough, you can kind of stream in a class or things of that nature that can be done in a, in a way that's supportive of teachers in a way that doesn't make it more of a job for yes. them because we, there's enough technology out there where it should not be that much work. It should not be extra work at all for that teachers to teachers. have to stream their classes or videotape themselves or whatever. There's, there could be jobs created there could be whole tech departments. I was going to say, IT people to doing make that. it so that they are the ones that are responsible for doing that legwork for the teachers that they upload mm-hmm. things. And you know what I'm saying? Like, like every morning so they're streaming in a certain amount of kids. All of those things are possible. And yet we don't do it. We don't think in the mindset of actual support for the freaking human being and I the mean, family. I think about it in the same way for, for women on maternity or sorry, we don't have maternity leave, but women who need to go off on maternity leave or women who need to leave to have babies. Like I've seen so many women on Twitter say, you know, when they had their babies, they asked their bosses about work from home positions and it wasn't available, but mm-hmm. then COVID came and they, they had All to make of a sudden, it available. It's like, oh, so, we're gonna make exactly. it available. so they're like, oh, so it is doable. Mm-hmm. And we should have been making this uh, an environment that was supportive. Mm-hmm. You know, can, can we make everybody work from home? absolutely not but can you try to accommodate your you know your well-working employee to to a way that benefits both of you absolutely yeah exactly I feel like even you know getting back to the kid situation like I would feel so much more comfortable with having the kids with masks off in environment for example if we were in school obviously you know we homeschool but we still attend things we have dance we have um, homeschool classes we take you know like I said the homeschool thing we did today if I knew that there was always policies in place wherever we go that it's like you cannot have a single sniffle you cannot Mm -hmm. have a scratchy throat you can't think something is coming in your body and step (laughs) no nope go home like if there if that was happening and it was actually being followed then I would feel like okay then the kids don't need the masks because then the kids that are present no matter what virus it is are not sick because the parents have done the due diligence and the and the and the facility has done the due diligence I had them like like I said in the previous school I had my child in my children in I think the kids had to have a temperature of 100.4 and if it wasn't 100.4 they could be at school and running noses were acceptable even if the snot was green and I'm like you've got to be kidding me green is an actual is indicative of an infection like I uh, uh, what huh no I'm sorry what and so many times parents would say running noses are like oh it's allergies but it's not though boo it's not Um, and then another right and then the other other school I was in like I had to make we had like it took my children getting sick multiple times and for me to contact her and say hey like you know my kids are sick again so has anybody been coughing or sneezing? like what's going on and because I thought we had talked about this and I thought that you said that you weren't going to let anyone in in school with symptoms and she's like yeah a couple kids were coughing and I didn't really think anything of it because no other symptoms were present I'm just like 
But we talked about this. You said, you gave me your word that kids would not enter if they had symptoms or they'd be sent home. Come to find out they coughing gave the entire school, huh? Said coughing, coughing is a symptom. Exactly. They had, <laughs> they, the whole school came down with a really bad, it was really bad virus and we all got mm. it. And it's because of negligence, the negligence to actually say, no, nah, uh, uh, we're sick, go home, don't come in. Yeah. It's that right there. So I, I feel like, like, you know, masks technically are kind of like a bandaid for negligence, but if we actually yeah. had this, the true support and the, the care for humanity and just the dignity and just the, the takes a village mindset again, right? Like we wouldn't have to, I mean, and that's this... starting from our government, obviously, if our government could learn to be our freaking village, then we could be a village, but right? Obviously we can't do anything um when there's not those um policies in place to help us Mm -hmm. (sighs) and that's how we feel about covid (laughs) (laughs) pretty much um yeah i mean that said like you know i don't know i feel like we were going to talk about where are we now but i think i think we we did cover yeah we we kind of covered it in the whole conversation and and unfortunately we're we're in the we're in the we're in, <laughs> we're we've limbo. been in limbo since this thing started and we're still in limbo yeah we're still in limbo like I I I think I'm just to a point where like now we're outdoors and I'm like oh we let's take our mask off like and get some fresh air where before if we were like now if we're like in a crowded park with other kids we wear a mask mm-hmm. but before we'd be like on walking trails and we'd have our mask on that's one like, thing I'm, unless I've, we were I've like been good with walking trails yeah but it's, it's one thing I won't do is wear a mask in the heat oh Jesus no Ooh, no oh I can't no that's nasty. but I will say when we visited under that so mask Ooh. last year when we visited DC and they still had mask mandates for outdoors too like downtown in the city I almost passed out like I it's, was like yeah, that's a lot can it's we like really convenient store? when it's cold out because it's it like is. A I love it for your face. Yes, I love <laughs> and it's it. perfect because that's when COVID's higher anyway. So it's Listen, great. I was about to heat, turn it into like, one of those oh, anti-maskers, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. Mm-mm. We're not doing that. No, no. Inside for sure, but not not. Outside. Oh yeah, not outside. Oh, that's yeah. too much. All right. Well, w- I'm curious to know where we'll be in a year. I'm sure we will. You know, have the same episode. We'll talk about it again. Right back here. <laughs> and um, Let me say that. I'm going to speak life. Speak life. No, you do it, girl. Speak it. <laughs> um, but we're, we're curious to know how you feel um, since, since, uh, since the COVID. Yes. <laughs> since it's been two years of the comments. COVID. So um, come into our Instagram post, comment, join the conversation. How are you feeling two years in the pandemic? Um, of course, keep it healthy. Keep it positive you know oh as God, possible please, guys and um because yeah we know this is just a controversial respect everyone's thing, decision be respectful. okay be respectful but seriously join the conversation um and if you haven't already please subscribe to the show leave us a comment rate review um subscribe to patreon all those links are in the show notes and we will see you guys in the next in the next episode thank you for listening to the black girl voices podcast If you loved today's episode, we would love it for you to leave us a five-star review. If you would like to support our work, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash blackgirlvoices or head to our show notes for the link. Lastly, we would love to hear from you. 
Come follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Voices and say hello. Remember, you are heard, you are seen, and you are loved. Your voice matters. You matter. See you next time.